Two banks have collapsed in the last few days here. What does that mean? Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. You can hear Money Talk 10 o'clock. Here, Saturday mornings, it's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show with Dave Spano. Dave, thanks for being with us in Yeah, the thanks for having me. Always good to have you here. I think this news was alarming to a lot of people because we don't think this is going to happen again after what happened in 2008 on a smaller scale. But two banks collapsed, the one in California is what everybody's talking about. What did this mean? Why did this happen? Give us some perspective. Well, you know, you're right. We don't want to have happen what happened in 08, which was a cascading failure of financial institutions. I remember coming into the studio on Saturday mornings, and we'd have to say the banks that had failed, and we have to read those off, and that was not fun. But the, the banking industry is in a much better position than it was 15 years ago. What has happened is what's called quantitative easing. The Federal Reserve printed all this money effectively gave it away. It was called zero interest rate policy, or ZERP. So all of this free money went into the market, and eventually late on into the system, it created too much cash. It created too much liquidity. That caused inflation. The Fed's job, they have two jobs or a dual mandate. One of their main jobs is to try to control inflation. So they begin to start to raise interest rates seven times last year, one time this year, and then Chairman Powell, head of the Federal Reserve, said, probably 50 basis points coming up. Well, that has a direct effect on the bond portfolio. Okay, so that's what's going on. Yep. That's the backdrop. This bank, Silicon Valley Bank, went way out and bought long bonds. And so when they started to get repriced, they had pressure on their balance sheet. They went out and tried to raise some capital. That got out. You know, the t- a Twitter bank on the run, right? Remember, yep. the, remember yep. the story? And, yep. of course, that's what happened And before in a couple of days. We saw that the bank was closed and shuttered, did have a bit of a contagion. Another bank in New York uh, soon was closed after that. Now, fortunately, J.P. Morgan came in and purchased them. But that is the backdrop. The big question, is there going to be a contagion? So U.S. Bank, Trust, the big players, they didn't make the same play on the scale that uh, Silicon Valley Bank made. But aren't there other banks that probably made this same play? And now is this possible to become duplicitous in it, the it industry? Could. It could. Um, you know, we, they're right now, and what all the bank analysts are doing is going through those balance sheets and looking, did they make bad loans, or what do they have on their balance sheet, and what do they own? And that is what's happening right now. And the market is a really good arbiter of what's happening. And they they punished a number of smaller banks down significantly. Now, if those banks end up getting more information and they aren't as bad as what we saw, they'll probably recover. And so the Fed now is in a predicament because we're going to get two CPI reports this week. We're going to CPI report and a PPI, which is producer price index. That's going to tell us something. And perhaps inflation is going to stay hot. And that means they're not going to have the tools to try to fight inflation by raising interest rates because of this yep. unintended, unintended consequence of these banks having trouble. So they're, they're probably going to slow down or stop altogether their bank, their, their rate hikes until they see that this is not a problem. And in the meantime, inflation looks like it's going to be stickier and around longer than what we expected. How long do you think it will take the Fed to determine whether this 
bank failure is a real issue. Well, there is a meeting on on the 20 and 21st, the 21st and 22nd of this month. So they're going to look at all of the data that they're going to get this week, and then they're going to make an announcement. They can't say anything right now. They're in a blackout period, so they can't really speak to us until this Fed meeting in the next week or so. So I, I will tell you, on Wednesday of last week, there's this Fed watch tool that we look at, and the likelihood of a 50 basis point rate hike was 80 percent. Today, it's zero. So that is basically telling us that they're not going to do that altogether. They may not even raise it a quarter basis point. That's going to be the big argument. Is it a zero rate hike uh, on the 21st or is it 25 basis points? They are in, in a predicament. And the reason why is because of the arsonist and the firefighter all in the same spot. Okay, so you and I talk about the Fed action on the air and off the air quite a bit. Whenever I see you, it seems like it's what we end up talking about. I'd rather talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, but uh, me too. <laughs> and, we, and we might get to that with you. So could this happen? Could it be a scenario where they're forced to pause it now because of the predicament that you just laid out? Next couple of months, it's less sticky. Inflation, the numbers, the CPI end up where they'd like it to be, or at least headed that direction. And this could be the catalyst for not continuing to raise rates as much as we had, the terminal rate not being as high, right. or no? Is this just going to be a no. pause and we're going to be right back on the, no, the well, raising them? That's, that's the concern because that was what they did you know, a decade, two decades ago. They, they stopped and they paused and then inflation kicked in again and then it was really hard to wipe it out of the system. So what, what I do think we're going to see is that you're going, to see, you're going to see this meeting next week. You're going to see numbers that are higher than they thought. But their idea of a 2% number, may, they may have to come off of that. And that, that is not what he said last month. Uh, Fed chairman said, you know, we're sticking to our 2%. Well, that, that they may not be able to get to 2%. So we may have to live with higher inflation for longer. And that is really going to be the story because, of course, that really hurts not only small businesses for the cost of borrowing, but, of course, you and I and especially those people who go to the grocery store and have to pay higher prices at the grocery store to heat their homes to fill their gas tanks up. And how likely do you think it is, should we be concerned that this kind of bank failure could happen to one of the banks we use here in Wisconsin? Yeah, I, I don't think that's that. That's my opinion. That's not what we're seeing today. And so there shouldn't be a, a run on the banks. You know, you'll remember the It's a Wonderful Life and, and Jimmy Stewart right in the great scene. He said, you know, the money's not here. It's in her house, in his house. Remember that scene? Well, that's what we don't. We don't want people to have a, a crisis or a panic. And that's really what we saw. We saw this this run on the bank fueled by Twitter. It was a social media Twitter, and there was a hedge fund guy named Peter Thiel who said, take your money out. So right now, we we believe that the banking industry is, is in good shape. It's much better shape than what it was 2007 and 2008. Regulations are tougher, and of course, they have made better loans. And all of that together means that the financial system is in much better position. Really what it does is volatility, Sandy, really allows an opportunity to go through your portfolio and say, look, this looks like it's been, you know, it got beat up too much. There's a, they got repriced at just too much of a discount. So start to look at stuff, you know, as it, as it goes down. Dave Spano's with us. So, Dave, I'm going to ask you an impossible question to look into your crystal ball. 
Do you see a scenario where before the end of the year the Dow's below 30,000? I mean, is that kind of where we're headed? Well, I think we're going to get a retest, uh, and we've said that all along of where we were. You know, so We've had a nice rally since October, so the S&P 500 is really the number that we look at, which is about 3,600. It got up to almost 4,200, and now it's starting to, to creep back down. 3,600 is, is not out of the realm of where we are, so maybe 10% down or so from where it is. So that's the number we're looking at because that are, there's a lot of support support at 3600 and you know if that happens and i'm not trying to that you pick it at that point and that is a crystal ball question yep. it's a short term uh, idea what we think you should do is go through instead of the s&p 500 in general look at the industries and the sectors that allow us opportunity oil energy utilities healthcare, all of those things go and say maybe that's where you should overweight instead of trying to buy the entire s&p 500 all right, in 30 seconds, do you want Aaron Rodgers back? Well, Greg told me no. So he's looking at me, and he said, we don't want him back. So in Greenland, Greg's my buddy, so I, yeah, whatever he tells me to say. I get my financial advice from Dave, and, yes. and he, yeah, he told me. his sporting yeah, he advice told me. He me. said, I'll give you give me my the financial <laughs> advice, and I'll tell you what to think about the Packers. And yeah. I said, that's a deal. It's a good trade-off. Yes, it is. It's a good trade-off. Uh, Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Check out his show It airs here on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Dave, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks. Always fun.